0: Man, why did I say that? I am an idiot. You must think I'm stupid. I am stupid. Why didn't anyone tell me what was happening? They're setting me up to fail. Well, I am a failure. I am a failure. Negative self-talk or rumination is self-destructive. So why do we do it? Why do we blame ourselves for mistakes rather than becoming curious about our complexities? Why can't we just reflect? Today, we discuss the dangers of rumination and the power of reflection. Hey everybody, welcome back to the KL Podcast. We are thrilled to have you back with us today and I'm not going to lie, we are worked up and ready for this one. We are talking about rumination and reflection today. And man, I'm gonna go ahead and get in front of this and tell you, we might be ruminating a bit more than we're reflecting, although we <laughs> wanted it, we wanted it to be the other way around. Yeah. I mean, before yeah. we got before I hit record, we already kind of got into our own ruminations. You guys doing okay?
1: No, no, I'm not doing okay at all, Henry. We have good intentions for today.
2: I, I wrote an email last night to Henry and Josh and said, hey, let's go light on rumination, let's go heavy on reflection. We're going to go thirty percent rumination, seventy percent reflection, and then the first three hours of this day have got me in a ruminating state of mind. All I want to talk about is rumination. <laughs> I'll have three fingers yeah. of
0: rumination, please. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. uh, it's going to be a stiff rumination conversation today. I think. Yeah, uh,
1: we're not even inverting that ratio now. I think we're going ninety-five-five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. It's the way it goes, though, right? I think when we get into this, you'll find that rumination is probably where you're going to start. And it's hopefully not where you end. Uh, but we're just in the middle of it, or at right? the That's beginning right. of it, you know, it's on the tip of our tongues at the moment. So hey, let's, uh, we're, like we said, we're, we're going to start with rumination, then we're going to move to reflection. Uh, there's an unhealthy and healthy balance to these things. We'll get into that. But maybe we should start with the definition, Tim. Uh, can you clarify what is rumination?
2: Oh, rumination is the obsessive thinking about an idea, situation, or choice, especially when it interferes with normal mental functioning. I'm feeling that so much right you now. You really are, man.
1: <laughs> it's you real time. Really are.
2: Yeah. I was when I was reading about it, I, I, I,
0: what I took away was that rumination is self-reflection without any of the insights.
2: <laughs> well, it's I think it's a state of mind. Yeah. So yeah. It's like rumination and reflection are two sides of the same coin. One's negative and one's positive. That's exactly right. You're you're in this self-critical frame of mind
0: state, Or, or maybe you're just critical of the, of the, of the idea thought or the memory, whatever it is, that's in your head. You're just, you're irritated. Not that any of us are irritated
2: at the moment, but you're irritated about that. That's the rumination side of it, right? Yeah. There's like so much that goes with rumination because there's like different little silos because irritation could be one when you're just brooding over something that happened. Yeah. But then also I think, you know, our favorite topic, self-loathing probably falls under rumination as well. You know, when yeah. we're just like really beating ourselves up for something that we, that we did or said that falls mm-hmm. in there too. It's, it's obsessive thinking in a yeah. negative light.
1: Yeah. It could be, it could be a major cause of anxiety. Also, some amount
0: of rumination is normal though. You know, we want to make sure that's clear. Like maybe you're worrying about a test and a study enough, or, you know, you're reliving an important conversation. You know, the rumination of that is important to a degree. It's whenever it gets, you know, goes overboard when you, when you can't stop that cycle of worrying about it, that it becomes counterproductive.
2: Yeah. We actually read that there is such a thing as temporary rumination yeah, and it's very natural and we all experience it. And that's not what we're talking about at all. We're not talking about, you know, briefly ruminating over an event or a test or we're talking about, you have left the tracks. You can't think about anything else. It's dominating you. I don't mind saying, I'm, we're joking a lot. We're joking a lot about this whole thing. And that's how I deal with pain in my life. I think we all know that. (laughs) But but I am ruminating at this moment. And this is so timely. And when rumination takes over your entire mental capacity, then you're in a bad place. And I will tell you, my wife left this house about an hour ago. And she came in here and she told me where she was going and what she was going to do. And I have no idea where she is or what she's doing. <laughs> like, I know those words were spoken. I do not recall it at all because I was 110% locked in on the subject that I am ruminating on. I, can't, I can devote even the mental capacity to comprehend that she was saying she was going somewhere. So this kind of gets us into that conversation
0: about why is it harmful to ruminate? What, what, what is, what is it about it that makes it counterproductive? So obviously as Tim mentioned, you can't focus on the task at hand or the things that are happening around you. That that's, I mean, Tim's experiencing that at this very moment and those racing thoughts, well they, they kind of become overwhelming for you. And then you start, you get to the point where you can't focus on any tasks. All you can do is invest all of your time and worrying ruminating feeling shame or guilt about whatever it is that's on your mind what are some of the other things yeah. that make this so harmful
1: yeah i mean i think it's important to call out too that it's it's cyclical in nature once you get on those tracks right and and i make this reference a lot in a lot in our conversations but it's it's it grows like compound interest right and in it it starts to foster negative thinking it starts to to negative reflect on your, how you feel about yourself. Right. And so it's just, it, it, it's the beginning of a bad situation. If you don't capture that and rotate, you know, or pivot into reflection.
0: But Josh, you mentioned earlier, we talked about anxiety. I mean, that's, that's definitely another piece of this that can be harmful. A depression is another thing that, that, I mean, you know, and then, then you, we can even start to venture into how we stop ruminating because there are some very unhealthy habits that people will will begin dipping their toes into uh that make ruminating really harmful and that's their attempt
2: to stop so you know i mean the list goes on tim what are your thoughts on this well the piece that i think is harmful not to stick with the topic of me not knowing where my wife is i'm sure she'll return at some point (laughs) she just walked in i saw her come in behind you (laughs) you're okay we're all good so i think it harms your relationships I mean, once again, we're laughing about this, you know, I'm probably actually dealing with some temporary rumination. I don't think I'm carrying this for too much longer, but at the moment I am, but let's just act like for the sake of hypotheticals that the feeling that I have right now, I've been ruminating for three hours and six minutes. (laughs) So the, the feeling that I have right now, if I felt that way for two months it would be very difficult to have a relationship with me it would be difficult for the people that I work with to have a relationship with me it would be difficult for my wife my kids anybody because just like I said I mean I I have no idea what she said to me when she came in this room I I saw the car pull out and was like huh she must just told me she's going somewhere so you can imagine if that happened for a prolonged period of time where you really couldn't listen and you couldn't think about anything except what you're focused on, uh, it would harm your relationships.
0: Yeah, nothing good is going to come from prolonged rumination. And it's interesting because I think we would all agree, and I think any, anyone may agree, we don't want to do that. No one wants to ruminate. We want to get out of that cycle. But the right. thing is that there is an addictive quality to it. And Mm -hmm. that addictive quality keeps that cycle spinning faster and faster. And then you start to feel shame about the thing that's happening that you're thinking about. Then you start to feel uh, shame that you're unable to break it. And then it speeds it up and it just keeps going and going and going. And I mentioned some of those unhealthy habits that people will try to employ in order to get out of it. Things like excessive drinking, eating disorders. And then we already mentioned anxiety and depression. So, you know, those are unhealthy things that we're doing. Uh, what are some of the healthy ways that people can try to get out of these ruminations?
1: I'd say Henry, you know, we've talked about this in some other conversations as well, but you know, there's, there's a thing called thought suppression um, in the sense that you've got to capture your thoughts when those, when those begin to happen. Right. And it's, it's really an exercise of self-awareness and knowing who you are and your triggers and, and the road you're going to go down because you've done that before. Right. And so I think if you can really begin to identify that within yourself and have some self-awareness, that's the, that's the beginning of it. But then also, you know, you've got to develop patterns after that that help you overcome that process, you know, and I can say for me personally, it's, it's very repetitive when I know that something has triggered me that can lead me down a road of rumination I will, in my mind, and sometimes verbally say, like, stop, or don't go there, or I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this. And I literally have to say that out loud to stop that mental process and pivot into something more, more constructive, right? I
2: thought the suggestions on how to stop ruminating were all over the board. This is really interesting, yeah. because, like, one end of the spectrum was seek therapy which we all three of us agree that it can be very helpful in certain situations, but you know, it is a bit heavy sometimes. And the other end of the spectrum was distract yourself.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Do some chores, watch TV, (laughs) scroll on your phone. I saw that one pop (laughs) up. Yeah.
2: Scroll on your phone. I cringed when I saw that, but (laughs) I, you know, I actually read that in several places, try to distract yourself. And I guess the point there is if you distract yourself, you kind of just break the pattern and then you're good. Personally, I, I stop ruminating when I talk to people. And such a real-time example because I was over here brooding. I had this call on the calendar with you two, and I actually had to delay the call. I mean, I'm not making this up. I sent a note to the two of you, and I was I said, I'm gonna be 10 or 15 minutes late because I had to get myself together because I had to be like, I, I gotta have a conversation about something besides this thing that I'm focused on. And when i started talking to you two guys then that helped because i was able to just kind of get some of that off my chest talk through it we joked about it i mean once again humor helps me but for me personally i have to communicate i have to talk through it with somebody and i'm not looking for some kind of validation like yeah tim you didn't do anything wrong or you know you're right it's That's not what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for some kind of connection that says, wow, that's a tough situation. That helps me a lot.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what that really is, Tim, is when you're verbalizing that and sharing that, it helps put it into perspective. um, Yes. in In the bigger picture, right? And not that it's not important and not that you don't need to address it or anything like that. But again, it just helps with the overall picture of, of putting it into perspective, and it allows you to breathe. I'm, I'm I'm similar in a lot of ways that if I can just start to talk to somebody, uh, we talked. To, I think we were talking about grief, right? Whenever I had said that, like I need to verbalize that, I need to talk to somebody in order to to put it into perspective and normalize myself.
2: I mean, like so many topics that we discuss, I think the important thing is you find what works for you personally. But you must break the pattern of rumination. If you, you know, step one, identify, and like Josh said, have the self-awareness to know that you're ruminating. And step two is you got to find something that breaks that cycle. For me, it's talking with people. And, you know, maybe for somebody else, it's scrolling through TikTok for two hours. I don't know. But you got to find a way to break the cycle one way or the other.
0: I don't think any of this is going to be easy. If you're in the middle of it and you're really caught up in it and you're truly overthinking and you can't get out of that cycle none of what we're saying is really going to be easy telling someone to meditate or to exercise go for a walk talk to friends seek professional help scroll on their phone vacuum the floor all of those things I, they just sort of i mean i i would say everything except for professional help and talking to your friends and only sometimes talking to your friends is helpful. Some friends are going to do what Tim said, and they're going to validate you rather than just empathize with you. But most of those things just kind of kick the can down the road on the problem. And I think, and yeah. I, I hate to say this, but I feel like that the only real way to get out of the rumination cycle is to reflect on the problem. And it's sort of the transition into the healthier side of this. And, and to get there, you know, you, I loved one of these things we read. It was the question was, you have to ask yourself, are these thoughts helping me solve this problem? And then yeah. I started to think about it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, are they helping me? Yes or no? What action should I take in order to solve this issue? Think like a scientist. Go back to our last, uh, our last episode and, and rethink how you, how you typically would handle this situation. Break it down and dissect it. Then put those measures into place, reset your expectations. And I would even say, go and listen to the humor episode, learn to laugh a little bit about it, because some of the things that, that we've been talking about this morning before we got on this call, they're actually kind of funny, even though they're really frustrating. And if we can laugh at ourselves a little bit, it helps deflate some of that.
1: You know, Hey Henry, one of the things that I'd click down on when you said, you know, when you're differentiating between rumination and reflection is, is this thought actually helping solve the issue or solve the problem? Right but i think you can click down a little bit further and ask is this even a problem that i can solve or that i have control over then you can redirect your thoughts like you mentioned about hey am I, is this is this thought negative or is it at least neutral or is it actually proactive in solving what it is that we're trying to
0: to stall for that's a great point josh so maybe we should move to talk about reflection a little bit guys you think this is the right time
2: yeah i think so yeah. for sure and you know to reiterate your point just a little bit revisiting the past and analyzing situations and behaviors it isn't bad the secret is how we do it right Right. so once again two sides to the same coin if we're thinking about it negatively that's rumination which is not healthy and if we're thinking about it positively then it's reflection so reflection is all about curiosity and respect for ourselves and for life And that's a totally different lens than rumination.
0: Yeah. So that seems like the key difference between rumination and reflection, right, Tim? Yes. What makes it so difficult? Why is reflection so hard?
2: I think there's all kinds of excuses that people would throw out. You know, they're too busy. Um, They wouldn't say it, but they probably don't value reflection. They don't understand the benefit. But from my perspective, I think it's just self-awareness around when they're ruminating and how much reflection would help. I mean, they just, they just don't think about it. Do you think it's That's uncomfortable? I, think. I, I don't think it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I, we talk about this a lot. It's, I don't know, man, this is so weird. It's a, it's a strange topic to talk about because I feel like rumination is like just a wild horse out of the barn just like uncontrolled the thoughts are everywhere and then i feel like reflection is intentional yeah and it is i'm gonna i'm gonna really dissect what happened and rumination is just so emotional and just you know of course i'm feeling it right now but (laughs) like there's no logic to those emotions they're just all over the
1: place here's here's the way i see it and you guys tell me if you think this is accurate or not but when when i think of rumination i think of like external expression like i am like i need to blame it on something right or i need i need it to go outward and then the reflection piece is internal and what can i do differently to manage this situation better or even just emotionally how can i settle things and and i think that's why it's difficult sometimes or for me anyway because It's introspective now. It's like, I still have anger about this issue, but I'm just going to focus on my piece of the equation. And that's almost like a release of the other person in in a sense. I mean, it goes back to forgiveness a little bit, but uh, that for me, anyhow, that's why it's sometimes difficult when there's another individual involved in the rumination reflection coin
2: yeah i mean maybe when there's somebody else involved but once again we can ruminate when nobody else is involved it can be something we said or did and i think it just comes back to the how we approach it if we're negative
1: yeah
2: and we're in that frame of mind where we're just going to have no logic and it's going to be hyper emotional it's just not the way that we solve problems and reflection is just a a much more intentional practice. I've
0: been thinking about it in terms of uh, anonymous feedback, like the kind of 360 degree anonymous feedback you might get at work and how uncomfortable that can be for some people to read it because they have to decide, do I wanna believe these things about myself or do I wanna think that the person who wrote this is crazy? That moment right there, and I think everybody's been there. That moment is, am I curious about myself or am i just bothered by somebody else's you know lack of understanding and that that kind of discomfort to me makes reflection difficult but the more i read about it the more i realized it's like what you said tim about the intentionality you actually have to set aside time to truly do it it doesn't yeah. just it's not as, it's not so emotionally driven as rumination like you were saying earlier it's something that you say i'm going to carve out some quiet space a time of day I'm going to think about very specific things. I'm going to dissect them. I'm going to be you know, pretty s- systematic about this. That can be hard for people. Do you guys do that? I, I don't do that.
1: When we were reading through that, it reminded me a lot of you, Tim, where it talked about some of the things we can do as a part of reflection. And it talked about writing down, yeah. you know, your yeah. actions and your plan and journaling. I'm like, man, this has got Tim's name written all over it. No kidding, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, I did relate to that a bit, but I think you just have to get past the emotion of it, Henry, you know, and if you can get from rumination to reflection, I don't think you can just flip a switch on it. But for me, I have to tell myself I got to get past this emotion and then I can really analyze how I feel. I actually, you know, I told my wife before we jumped on because I was talking through this situation that we will not provide details on, but (laughs) I said, I'm absolutely not going to send any emails right now. I'm in, I'm in no state of mind to be on the keyboard. I have to wait until I calm down and I can think rationally because right now I'm just emotional. I just want to fire stuff off. And, you know, I want to put a dart in everybody that gets in my way. And you got to get past that initial surge of emotion so that you can think clearly about it. And I think that's where reflection starts. Yeah. So let's talk about the benefits of reflection and we're not necessarily talking
0: about, you know, whenever you sit down at six o'clock in the evening and reflect on your day, but we're definitely talking about when you can get to that point of reflecting on something rather than ruminating on it. What are some of those benefits?
2: I think a lot of the benefits of reflection are related to emotional intelligence. And we've, we've talked about how important emotional intelligence is, but it improves our understanding of ourselves and our emotions helps us to better manage our emotions. And I think it empowers us to gain self-awareness. And when we're able to to gain that self-awareness, then that's when we start growing and improving and becoming better human beings.
1: My mind doesn't normally default to this, but I thought it was really interesting where it talked about helping improve your self-esteem. And I think that's important to call out because I've said it repeatedly on several calls, you can't give what you don't have, right? And so it's important to notice or to to acknowledge anyway that if I'm not good with myself, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be good with my family or my teams that I'm leading anything like that. And so that, that was an important call out for me that I don't normally default to. And it was really helpful for me to read that because it's true, right? I mean, the way that I perceive myself is really the way that I'm going to perceive the world and the people that I'm impacting every day.
0: I like the idea also that simply sitting down and understanding, why you did a thing or, you know, what you could have done differently, helps you generate new ideas about what you're going to do next time. It it not only does help you improve, but those new ideas can then spark something more creative, maybe that's not even in the same vein as the issue that you're dealing with in the first place. I also love the idea that when you can reflect on where your interaction with a person could have been better, the net result of that is improved or increased generosity. And I think that makes us better people. And, you know, I mean, all of this can be done in such a brief amount of time. Everybody is going to reflect for a different amount of time depending on what the issue is that they've got. But in two minutes, you know, of sitting down and thinking, maybe doing a little writing, being a better human as a result, that's a good investment in my opinion.
2: Yeah, and I think these are linked together. You know, we talk about... Reflection helps us learn from our mistakes. When we learn from our mistakes, then it gives us new perspective. And then when we have new perspective, you know, we're better moving forward. We can help other people. We can help ourselves. We can not repeat the same mistakes. Uh, So it's an upward spiral.
0: Yeah, we Um, get that confidence now moving forward. That reduces our stress, which means that we can probably go back to sending emails
2: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that's exactly
0: you know, right. we're not going to put our foot in our mouth. Yeah. I mean, it, there's so much, so many benefits from simply taking a little bit of time to look through your part of a, of an issue.
1: Really in the, in the tail end of what you called out there, Tim, when you said they're all interconnected, it, it helps you help others, right? Whenever you're able to reflect on your own personal struggles and situations, and you understand what maybe what those triggers were and how you solutioned it and, and what the process was for you to, to get to the tail end of that or to the end of that, then you can share that. Right. I mean, as, I mean, the leadership podcast, right. And as a leader, you're able to help your teams, you're able to help your family and the people that you care about the most navigate through situations that are similar to what you've, what you've reflected through. Yeah. I think, you know,
2: that's a great pivot, Josh, to leadership. So we have to help our people understand when they're ruminating and when they should be reflecting and how powerful that act can be. And I think as a leader, you have to say, back up. This overthinking has pushed logic out the window. Out the window. You're way down a path that's unhealthy. So, you know, let's bring it back and let's, let's reflect together. I think you can actually do that with your team. You can reflect together and look at performance or behavior or a problem and you can lead your team through that reflection. I think it's beneficial to everyone.
0: Yeah, that's great feedback Tim. Okay, so we understand that reflection is more valuable than rumination, though reflection can be difficult. And we've talked about the benefits of reflection, but I think we need to explain how you actually go about doing it. We've kind of kind of gotten close
2: to it, but let's like where do Where do we get started here? And it touches so many things that we've talked about in the past. Um, You both mentioned the journaling aspect of it. I don't think we need to go into that. I'm a big believer there. But the piece that I really attached myself to, and I was like, man, we've had this conversation. Here we go again, was make it a habit. And then related to making it a habit, I go back to this over and over because I'm so fascinated with it. Motivation comes after you start. You got to stop talking so to yourself and saying, I got to get motivated to reflect. The motivation comes after you start. So you reflect and then you understand how important it is and it motivates you to continue reflecting, but you got to start and then the motivation comes.
0: Yeah, you're, that's so good, man. I, I think, you know, if, if, it's a, if it's a voice recorder on your phone or if it's a notebook Whatever it is, it just needs to be a set amount of time that you're going to give yourself so that you have the space and the ability to sit down and truly put some thought into it. At the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, at lunchtime, whatever that time is where you know you can have a little peace and quiet and focus,
2: to me, that's where you start. And then, like you said, Tim, you got to build that habit. Yeah. Yeah. How did you guys feel about the questions that in some of, some of the material that we read, there were questions that were suggested to ask yourself as part of the reflection process.
1: I, I really liked a few of them. I mean, one that I really found beneficial, I wanna try and implement it, see, see how well it works for me. But I think one of them was, if I were to relive today again, what three things would I change to make today better? Oh. And man, that is, I love that one. I really, really do. Because it challenges you. I mean, you might've had a great day, But, but what, what could I have done to make it better? And on the flip side of that, I mean, you could have just had a crappy day and what could I, what could I have done to make it better? And and to me, the focus is on I, right? So the things that I can control, what could I have controlled differently?
2: Yeah. Some of these questions were really heavy. I have to tell you, I, and heavy in a great way, but questions that I would not have thought of, you know, one was was I a person that others can respect today? Yeah, And clearly this is daily reflection that we're talking about, but that's a question, you know, did I behave in a way that people will respect me? And the other one that just, I stopped on it when I read it, it said, did I respect my body the way I should today? Yeah. And I was like, man, Girl Scout cookies and bourbon, that's a <laughs> That's a, <laughs> that's a bad reflection. Check, check. Day. That's, that's not a good reflection day right there, but it does make you think. And not only does, you know, it's not all about like, what did I do today? It causes you to think, okay, moving forward, what do I need to change? How do I need to behave better? I love it so much. Yeah. The focus of these questions for the most
0: part was on today. Because the key to reflection versus rumination is to get into the present moment, to understand what's happening around you. Obviously, there's some look back into the past. How did I get here? And like you just mentioned, Tim, the result is that tomorrow things get a little bit better or you make some improvements, but the focus is always on today. And by the way, I'm going to make sure that we get all these questions or at least a number of these questions listed in the uh, info on the, on the podcast. So you can, guys can go there and, and see some of these questions because they're, they're really good. They're really huge. They're really small. There's no, what I took away from it was there's no right or wrong kind of question. It's a matter of just saying, what am I curious about right now? Yeah. I don't think there's
2: right or wrong, but I think some of them are very effective yeah. at sparking thought process around how your day went, how your life is going, There's one that said, did I use my time wisely today? And so if I'm asking myself that at the end of a day and the answer is no, no, I didn't use my time wisely today. Well, then in my head I say, well, where did I waste time? What was an unwise use of my time? And then I think about that, well, why did that happen? How can I prevent that from happening again, moving forward? What would I have done instead of what I did that was an unwise use of my time? You know, these simple questions, there's a lot of bullets that it leads to underneath those questions. So it's so interesting. It's very thought provoking.
0: So there's a lot going on here between rumination and reflection, a lot of things that we can learn. But what did we learn today, Tim?
2: Well, I think reflection yields immediate benefits to our lives. That's one point that we learned for sure. It provides a baseline to track improvement. Reflection on both our personal and professional dimensions can enhance our work-life harmony. And reflection is beneficial in the long term by identifying patterns, you know, some that we should continue and some that we have to stop. Most importantly, reflection helps us recognize our personal growth and development and inspires us to ask, what's next? Good luck out there. John Dewey said, we do not learn
0: From experience. We learn from reflecting on experience. Dedicate two minutes at the end of your day. Write down your thoughts. Write down what worked and didn't work.
2: Be curious. Just take the time to reflect. For more KL podcasts, visit KindLeadershipProject.com. Follow us on LinkedIn or find us on your favorite streaming
1: service. This podcast is an expression of the views of Kind Leadership and its team. We're always open for discussion, so find us on social media and give us your thoughts.